Hello, hello, and welcome to Hygiene Elevated Conversations and Innovations. Today we are mixing it up a little bit. I will be the host, and I will be interviewing Joffrey Bunneling. So welcome, Joffrey. Thank you for being with us today. (laughs) I love it. I'm here all the time. Um, I can't wait. (laughs) First, most important question, uh, what are you drinking today? Okay, yes. So Amanda, my ADHD is just on fire today. We've got a fizz drink and my daughter made me a latte. So Aww. I don't know. She makes really cute little latte art. Can't see it very well, but it's a big cloud today. Aww. And she does a great job. So yeah, I've got two drinks today. What do you have, Amanda? Um, well, I've got some refreshing orange water. <laughs> And I've got a nice cup of tea. Oh, perfect. We both have two drinks for this episode. (laughs) Fantastic. Something fresh, but then something caffeinated. So I'm going for just straight caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad we have that established. So, all right, Joffrey, we're going to dive right in. So, um, we're almost like getting the cart ahead of the horse backwards here. Um, We've never really interviewed you. Because you're kind of the founder of Hygiene Elevated. Um, so let's let's kind of dive into your story and who, what, when, where, and why that started. So give us your experience on um, being a hygienist. What's your background? And then let's talk about why did you start Hygiene Elevated? Okay, I love that. I have so much. If I ramble too much, Amanda, <laughs> you've just cut me off, okay? And I'll the, stop so we can go to the next question. The sign will be me taking a prolonged drink. Yeah, okay. <laughs> deal, deal. Okay. So, Amanda, I've been practicing hygiene almost a decade now. It is no secret that when I chose hygiene, I knew very, very little about it. Um, Same. All, yeah, all <laughs> I knew is... It looked like a great career choice. Um, It looked like a career you could have and still be successful and you could work part time. I've mentioned in past episodes, my parents worked extremely hard and sometimes they worked two jobs and I appreciate everything they've done for us. But I knew in my like whole heart, I did not want to work as hard as they did. And that's what attracted me to the hygiene profession. Who knew that in hygiene school, I was going to be just like this empty cup, just pouring in with all this passion from these incredible instructors around me. And by the time I left the program and had my license in my hand, like it felt like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, I just felt so excited to go and help the community. I felt excited to go be with patients. I just felt excited to be a healthcare provider. Like I was just filled with so much excitement. And, um, you know, I had my own journey as a hygienist learning how to actually be a hygienist in the clinical setting. Um, but after a while I got really good at it and it was all starting to make sense. And yeah, those pieces finally come together. Yeah. Like learning clinic versus private practice takes mm-hmm. time. It took time, but it, it, I got there. And uh, when, you know, my, I started my hygiene journey in a corporate setting. And when I left that, I was like, I don't really think I could ever work corporate again. So I took the private practice route. Um. But then when I stepped into private practice, I had learned so much of the business side from the corporate world that I, and I have to tell this story because when I was looking for a new job, at this point, I had been a hygienist for four years. Like this was not a rookie transition. This was a very well thought out transition from one office to the next. I had not only like read the job ads online, I went to see if they had a website. I was reading all the Google reviews. I would Google map it from my house to see if that's a place I wanted to even drive to. Like my research on looking at where I wanted to apply was actually very intense. And I don't think I've ever told you that before, Amanda. Like I I really researched it very hard on where I wanted to work. And so when I found this office and they had so many good reviews. 
and then they didn't have a website. And I hmm. thought, well, that's interesting, you know, and I, I kind of liked that. It, it just felt so opposite from the corporate world that I wanted oh, to yeah. escape so badly that that looked just so amazing. I'm like, wow, this place doesn't even have a website. That's where I want to work. <laughs> because the, <laughs> this can't be anything like corporate, right? So <laughs> um, the day before my working interview, I actually like drove there to time it right because I didn't want to show up too early or too late to the interview. That's intense. And That's I know. Extremely thought out on this transition of mine. Yeah, I'm so, lucky if I do like a Google like map. Like, okay, 45 minutes to get there. Okay, I'm fine. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I had anxiety. Like, if I don't find it in time, I'm gonna be in trouble. Like, I I had to know exactly where I was going. So I did like a practice drive there, and the building was brand new. I'm like, wow, this place is so beautiful. And then so then the next day the interview comes up, and. I, I pull up into the parking lot and the doctor who I didn't know was the doctor at the time. I didn't know what he looked like. Right. Cause there's no website. So I, I don't know who, the, who this doctor is. He's like in the parking lot pulling weeds. And then he opens the door for me and I'm like, is he like the gardener? Like what's happening? Like I was so confused <laughs> for who was opening the door and who was running the interview. And, um, and then it all clicks. I'm like, Oh, it's the doctor who was pulling the weeds out front. And um, he's now doing, he's now interviewing me. Like then it all started to make sense. Amanda, this building was so beautiful. It, it is beautiful. I've been to that office. I know the gorgeous windows and the operatories, yeah. the equipment all top of the line, yeah. brand new. Like it's what I you want all the time. It felt like an office, like a celebrity would go to, like, it just felt so beautiful. And I'm like, I really, really want to work here. Like I, I'm like, I love this. It's so beautiful. And Clean um, and fresh. Then it was like this huge reality check when I actually started seeing patients and I started recognizing the undiagnosed perio in the clinic. And I started noticing um, some of the clinic's weak spots that needed to be improved. And so I had just been very well conditioned from this corporate office that it just went against every bone in my body to not make this practice better. I mean, it really as an hourly hygienist, I had no gain on if this practice improved its hygiene department or not. Mm -hmm. But it was just in my soul now. I'm like, no, I can't work like this. Like if my name's going on it, it has to be perfect. <laughs> no way are we not, well, say that again. I said, that's not a bad place to be. Like if your I, name it's is going not, on it's it, right. yeah, that's how I felt. Like if my name is going on these clinical notes, we're going to be recommending the proper care for these patients. And so after having like a meeting with the doctor saying, you know, I really love this place, but we really need to do some improvements around here for me to be happy. And at that point, you know, the doctor had seen some of the changes I was already making and he just said, you know what, Joffrey, I trust you. Take my hygiene department and do whatever you need to with it. And that's what we did. And it was such a huge transformation. I mean, we went from producing $30,000 a month to $60,000 a month in that's hygiene intense. production. Yeah, that would, that would definitely get any small business owner's attention and right. give you a lot of... Um, I don't want to say clout, but it would give you a lot of leeway of, hey, this is the direction I want to go in. You're operating in, you know, not the red, but in the black. Heck yeah. Go for it. Yes. It better. And I, I kind of, you know, um, had this like persona, this aura with me that is like leadership. Like let, like I, mm -hmm. it wasn't like maybe we could be better. It was like, we need to be better. Let me show you how we can be better. Like I really... Yeah had no doubt in myself that we couldn't do this. And it was a long process. Like it took getting the other hygienists in the practice on board. It took letting some hygienists go, bringing new ones on. I was able to do like the interviewing, the onboarding, all the training, like we matched, you know, we would sit down and, and discuss things like this is how I like to diagnose perio. Like, how do you like to diagnose perio? Let's make sure we're doing it the same. So it doesn't matter what provider yeah. they see. You know, we were very well 
collaborative as a team. Yeah. Yeah. And um, at one point, it just reached like, I created an A team. And that was like a goal I didn't even know we could achieve. Like, I didn't know we were going to turn this practice into just like a piece of art. Like, it was just flawless. It was flowing so well. And like, yeah, that was the goal. But it just left me feeling kind of like like sad that my goal was met. And then I'm like, (laughs) well now what? Right? Like I can't go back to like not working for a goal. Like I can't go back to just coming in and then, you know, I like, I need more. Like I loved how much. So was that kind of your transition point of you're like, you know what, I've done this in my own practice. My doctor's super happy. Let's see what I can do for other practices. Was that the birth that is, is, that's exactly how Hygiene Elevated was born. It was that my team didn't need my coaching anymore. And I was hooked, Amanda, I was hooked on giving out coaching. And (laughs) and so I thought to myself, I need to go out and help hygienists in my community. And it's ironic that my birthday is coming up very soon. Because it was on my, I want to say 30th, it could have been 31st though, one of the two birthdays. My husband and I, we went out for like a couple's massage. And when the massage is over, I'm like, hey, I have an idea. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I think I want to start consulting. I want to help other dental practices. And... It felt like a good idea to me, but I needed to ask my significant other, you know, what what he felt about it. And he was so incredibly supportive. He was just like, if that's what you want to do, you should do it. And so then, you know, we're sitting after this massage and we're like, well, what should the, what should it be called? What do we call a hygiene consulting company? Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're bouncing ideas off each other. And for anyone who's listening that doesn't know, I'm from Utah, little Utah over here. And the Utah slogan is life elevated. Life elevated. Cause we're a high elevation. Yes. So I, I took that and thought, what if we call it hygiene elevated? Taking hygiene to the next level. And that is how we became Hygiene Elevated. It's just a play on Life Elevated. (laughs) I love that because it is such a subtle, like, way to incorporate the fact that you wanted to be part of the community and help the hygiene community in Utah and wherever. But such a fun way to represent Utah. (laughs) Like, the elevation. (laughs) I know. Nobody would ever get that that's where the name came from unless they heard this story. Because... It is so subtle, but that is, that's where it came from. That's how we became Hygiene Elevated. So, okay. I love that. Um, When you started, so after you have your massages and you're sitting around talking with your husband, you come up with a name because that's always the fun part. Like, okay, what do we call it? Mm -hmm. Um, How did you get started? What were those challenges in getting started, getting clientele? Yeah, that was um, quite a difficult challenge, getting clients. <laughs> um, I mean, I look back at some of the stuff I did, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I got a client by doing that. And I mean, the first first round of attempts to acquire clients was I printed up a flyer and literally just walked right into a couple practices in my neighborhood. Oh, nice. And one of the doctors called me and was like, hi, I'm looking for Joffrey at Hygiene Elevated. We've, we had your flyer and I wanna learn more about it. And so that was just me, just being myself, walking right in and just saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. I would love to help you guys. Um. 
you know, another way that we acquired clients was through being at the dental convention. Mm -hmm. I loved that. That that's been a great opportunity to meet doctors um, who are my targeted audience for consulting. And we can dive into that in a bit here too, but there's also though the hard part about convention where some doctors just really look at the floor and just walk right past you because they know what booths they want to visit. So it's really hard to be like, Hey, (laughs) come check out my booth. (laughs) Yes. That uh, that definitely seems to be the challenge because um, you and I have done the UDA convention a few times, mm-hmm. well, a couple times now. Um, and yeah, it's easy to get hygienists out there, but doctors are not lewd or not lewd, but they're not lured by Minky Couture or Stanley Cups. So it's <laughs> it's a little more tricky to get them into your booth to get that information and have conversations. It is in the... Um... The business plan with Hygiene Elevated, it, it, it's about wanting the practice owner to be the investors in the service. We want that to be our customer. Right. I am just a really big advocate for hygienists, and I just felt like this coaching, the practice owners have more to gain than the actual providers themselves on a financial standpoint. And so I just felt like that was who needed to be paying for the service was the the owners of the practice. I want to support and help the hygienist, but I don't want to charge the hygienist. Right. Does that make sense, Amanda? Yeah, it makes sense. I think um I think a few of the topics that I've seen going around on blogs and forums and whatnot um within the hygiene community is especially when you're fresh out of school, like having to pay for CEs, like money's money's tight when you're fresh out of school. Mm-hmm. And so having to pay for coaching or pay for consulting um, is not even something that's on a student's radar, much less maybe an early grad or somebody that could use it. Um, so I think a lot of hygienists have really shied away from being interested in paying for a, a coach, basically, because it's not something that they perceive that value in, even though that value is there. So I think your perspective of as a consultant, like, hey, if I can get the practice owner to pay for this, um, it's free. Would you not want free coaching? Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? So it's kind of surprising. I mean, I, I don't want to say I, it makes sense. It's kind of sad that it makes sense that um, there wouldn't be more reception, I guess for hygienists that would want free consulting, basically, if their boss provided it. Oh, yeah. Um, I've experienced like a lot of negative backlash from hygienists being, you know, just being at convention. Um, I've told you before, it surprises me how brutally honest and rude they could be. Face to face with an absolute stranger. <laughs> like it blows my mind a little bit. I would never talk to somebody the way some hygienists have spoken to me just in passing. Um, but, it, you know, it's not me that they're talking to. It's more of like an idea. Right. So I really had to like not take it personal. Right. Their, their negative comments are more so, I would say, a reflection of their own insecurities, their own because they don't know me. So it's very like, like, I can't really take that personal when they say harsh things. Um, But I have done like some incredible things for hygienists. So, you know, but it's hard to just prove yourself in a few quick seconds. Yeah. I mean, and especially when you're at convention, everybody's wanting something from you. Typically, it's information or if you're a hygienist or assistant, it's, it's a way to get to the doctor. So sometimes you can be a little bit standoffish. But um, you've had a few instances where doctors are totally on board, excited about it, and the hygienist is not, which is, again, crazy. But you've also had some really great opportunities to really turn practices around. So do you want to share some of those stories? Yeah, you know, um, well, first, yeah, I had an office that was the doctor was so excited to bring me in and have me um, help the practice. And the hygienist was 
so turned off by the idea that when I drove hours to get to this practice, she would just like go home and would like refuse to meet with me, uh, refuse to really give me the time of day. And unfortunately, um, she kind of won that battle because it's so like so hard to hire a hygienist right now in some specific areas. And this was one of those areas that's very hard to fill a position. So her refusing to move forward with the consulting really halted the whole process for us. And that was the first time I really experienced that. You, uh, That was the first time I wasn't able to see it to the end. And um, it's still baffling that that really took place, that <laughs> we had to go with her say because if she threatened to leave, the doctor couldn't replace her. And so coaching was just completely paused. Um, but then there have been some like really amazing things that we've done with our coaching. Um, we've gone to some offices where the hygienists were very receptive and saw huge amounts of progress in their hygiene department. I mean, just on the thoroughness of exam sequences, you know, incorporating the blood pressures, incorporating uh, taking probe depths at every visit, uh, co-diagnosing periodontal disease with the practice, recommending products, incorporating laser. These guys saw a huge increase in their hygiene production just by tweaking what they're already doing. That was kind of, you know, how I would explain it. You know, you guys are already awesome. You're amazing. Your doctor would not be making this investment if he didn't feel that way. He or she or the practice owner, right? That's, that's very true. That's very uh, true. You're, you're not going to make an investment value. in somebody. They're not going to make an investment in somebody that they don't believe in or they don't think that they want to keep around for a long yeah. period of time. And I mean, going in quarterly and running the reports and seeing how this team is progressing, you know, and I do what I did. I do all of my coaching on an incremental base. So we're going to have so many categories that the doctor and I and the team agree need to be improved on. And we're going to start at one and we are not going to move to number two until we have one locked down. So, and that's something that I felt was going to separate hygiene elevated from other consulting firms. Like I'm literally not walking away until we have reached our target goal here. Um, I'm going to keep coming back. We're not going to learn the next the next layer to this until we're done with the first one. And then if we need to have a review, go back there, you know, like we're going to be accountable for each step along the way and we're going to keep it. It's not going anywhere. This is now part of the process. Um, so yeah, it feels great. And gosh, Amanda, I have to tell you one of the like coolest moments about being a consultant is my first year of consulting mother's day came. And all of my clients at that moment sent me a happy Mother's Day text. Aww. And I like couldn't believe it. I was I felt like starstruck. I'm like telling my husband, oh my gosh, Dr. So-and-so just said happy Mother's Day to me. And I'm like, <laughs> and this doctor said happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and that was just like the moment I knew like I was doing the right things. And um it just truly validated like what I was goal going for. Oh, definitely. That I mean somebody taking their time to send either a happy birthday text or happy mother's day text. You know, that shows a relationship like that they care because a happy birthday, merry christmas, you know, that's a holiday, but knowing that you're a mom, knowing that you value being a mom. That's mm -hmm. I think that's definitely a little bit next level. So, yeah, I think that definitely speaks highly of the relationship you formed while you were in that practice specifically doing your consulting. Aww. So, okay. So you've had definitely some lows. You've had some really great highs. Um, mm -hmm. You've made a lot of impact. So let's talk about the evolution of Hygiene Elevated. 
Um, we did some consulting. And now what is what is next for Hygiene Elevated? So I so much and stuff I probably don't even know of yet, to be honest. Um, the core of Hygiene Elevated is elevating the hygiene profession. And as time goes on, our ideas just keep getting better. Like how else can we elevate our fellow hygienists? So yes, Hygiene Elevated started out as a consulting firm solely a consulting firm. And today we are a consulting company. We are a podcast. We have an apparel line coming up and we um, have a student outreach program. And I mean, we've talked about study clubs happening in the future. We've, I don't even know where this is going to end. Like, <laughs> right. I'm just here for it, and I love every new adventure that comes. I love those grassroots fra- uh, phases of starting something fresh, watching it, like, flourish, and then, like, what's next? What what else can we do? I mean, it all started because this practice got really great, and I'm like, what else can I do? So mm-hmm. I, I don't see Hygiene Elevated stopping. <laughs> I, I don't either. Just in the two years that I've known you. Wait, three years? I think it's three now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't see that stopping either. So I know about this time last year, maybe into February, we did a little retreat. Just you and I. You rented an Airbnb and we just kind of did a brainstorming session. And that's where you kind of sprung the idea. What if we do a podcast? And I know mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, a podcast? Isn't there enough of those already? And so it's, it, when we started it, I was skeptical, but I was like, you know, I'm on board for whatever. It's an adventure. Let's do it. What's the worst that could happen? And it has honestly been one of the most fun and rewarding ventures that we've done, I think. Just the people that we've met, the opportunities that we've had, just conversation-wise and relationship-wise, is nothing that I ever would have expected from a podcast. Um, so I know that's, you would probably say the exact same thing, like the opportunities and the doors that have opened um, and just the relationships that you've developed in the last almost year of hygiene elevated conversations and innovations um, have been phenomenal. Absolutely they phenomenal. Um, you know, you hear this saying, like, you don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it, right? Yeah. And that's how, like, starting up a podcast really feels. Um, <laughs> it sounded simple. Um, it was so hard. <laughs> I don't want anyone to, like, I don't want to glamorize this at all. This was incredibly challenging. It's nuts that it, we're still thriving and we're doing, like, way better today than we were a year ago. Um, That first year of running a podcast was filled with so So many many disappointments, so many challenges. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we'd get a guest on and then we'd have audio issues. We'd get a guest on and we'd have recording issues. And it just felt like we poured hours into making this one episode that we can't use. It was just toast, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we didn't stop. Like, there's no stopping Joffrey and Amanda. You just can't (laughs) stop us. And Or we just won't quit or we're too dumb. Yeah, I don't don't know. know. We're just too stubborn stubborn to quit at this point. (laughs) And it's just come to something like really cool. Like we've ironed out the kinks and now you and I are ahead of schedule. We're doing an episode a week. We've got plans come July to be doing two episodes a week for the rest of the year. And um, you're right, meeting people and networking and getting them on the show, like they come in and we might be strangers and they leave and we're friends. And um, it is really cool. It is very cool to have friends all across the country and it's yes. cool to get excited about, you know, maybe bumping shoulders at a convention with them one day or 
even just having them send us gifts in the mail or we send them something, it's just fun. It brings me a lot of joy. I really it's like it. Like a modern pen pal almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be too young for that, Joffrey. I don't know if you ever had a pen pal. Um, even I was like five, five, six or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, like, I was 10. <laughs> So, okay. So the podcast has been a ton of fun and has a lot, has had a lot of opportunities and we're optimistic about um, where we're headed with the podcast. Um, so tell me more about the student engagement. Okay. So this is probably my favorite venture right now. I get most excited about this. Um, first of all, my goal, Amanda, is to get it to visit every state in the country. I want to at least get my get into one program in every state to present my presentation to. And that's just the goal I came up with. I don't know why, but I one. I have to have a goal for for obvious <laughs> reasons. But <laughs> that's mine. I want to go to every single state and connect with hygienists in every every little area in the country. I'll give you a map as well so you can like check off your map. I'll put that in with I your love it. present. <laughs> We've got um, Utah, New Mexico, Oregon already checked off. I'll be going to Arizona soon. Oh. And um, I love it. So Amanda, I love reaching out to these schools, getting them to say yes, I can come talk to their students. The minute I get there, I am just excited to be there. I bring a lot of energy with me. The presentation right out the gate starts off with, why did you choose hygiene? You know, and it's got multiple choice questions on the board. A, to help people. B, to marry a dentist. C, to work part-time. Like, I have all this, like, like questions, right? You're reading those and you're already laughing. Like, I have the audience, like, ready to listen to what I'm about to say because I'm bringing, like, the fun and the reality and complete honesty. Yeah. I share my own story with the students. Like, I am very raw and... um, Honestly, it's just everything I wish... Someone would have came and told me right before I was about to go start my journey as a hygienist. I just look back and I'm like, wow, I wish I had known this. And this, so my goal is to help all these students be more successful in their hygiene careers than I have been. I want them to outdo me. I, I mean, I'm doing great, but I want them to be even better. And so I leave every presentation offering free mentorship to the students. You know, follow us on Instagram, follow up, you know, contact me however you want. Call me, just not at three in the morning. And let's talk. I'll talk hygiene with anybody. So uh, that's my my favorite is I I have no real gain other than the traveling and the <laughs> meeting people. <laughs> I mean, the oh, gain is just a new state off of your list. Exactly. Um, just knowing I inspired or helped or offered to help somebody feels really great. So I love doing that. I love that. Um, well, and you also not just a presentation, but you go and you have gifts. You are like the gift giver when you go <sighs> Yes. Okay. I wish I had a um, a bag with me, but I'll tell you, I just designed a new bag. So the the sponsor for these presentations to help me get around the country is Signature Dental Partners. And so I created this really cute logo on the bag and it says like, take care of yourself in a really fun font. And around it, it'll say like Signature Dental Partners, collab with hygiene elevated just like the little x in between it and mm -hmm. it looks so so stinking cute i have to i wish i was in the mail so i could show you already um but it is filled because my whole like a piece of my whole message is like you have to take care of yourself before you take care of your patients so it's a reminder like you are the most important person is yourself and so this gift is filled with 
opportunities to take care of yourself. Um, a bath bomb, a candle, lotion, face mask, lip mask, eye mask, cute little pen, notebook, stickers. Like it's filled with so many little goodies. And it's just really my like reminder to these students, you have to take care of yourself in order to provide the best care for your patients. It's true. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I don't recall any like real life words of wisdom before I graduated hygiene school um, at all from anybody on the outside. I just remember like, okay, well, you're going to graduate. Congratulations. And you're off into the real world. Like, I, I don't remember a whole lot of like applicable real world advice from my instructors. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing though. Like these programs, they are stacked with top talent. They have amazing instructors leading the way for their class that's about to graduate. And that can be one of the hard, I feel like I have to sell myself all the time to these schools. And they're like, well, we already have people talking about those things. And I'm like, yes, I know that, but this is a different perspective, right? It's unbiased right. and we don't know each other. These students don't know me the way they know their instructors. And I feel like some of my instructors um, try to give us advice. Many times I look back, I remember pieces of it, but I already had a biased feeling about that person and was like, ah, this just so-and-so telling me. Yeah. What does she know? <laughs> She's always just telling us stuff, you know, like, so I didn't just, it just didn't um, sit the same as I think it would have if it had came from like a third party, just some yeah dedicated hygienist coming in and being like, here's a bunch of stuff you're about to see in the real world. No, I think that's valuable because yeah, you're not giving out grades, you know? you have two and a half years of, you know, your instructors giving you grades, teaching you things. Maybe you have a great relationship with them, maybe not. But I do think that third party, I would have probably listened more to you <laughs> than to my instructors because none of my instructors had really, and I'm not bashing on my instructors per se, but like none of my instructors had really worked private practice very much. They were all in the hygiene program doing research and not out in the real world doing small practice daily clinical hygiene. They were occasionally doing hygiene in our student clinic, but never private practice. Right. And, you know, when I was a student, it was kind of laid out for me. You have two options. You can work private practice or you can work corporate. Mm -hmm. I felt like those were my only two options. I mean, I told you that at the beginning of the story, my story was I started private and I didn't ended up not liking it. So I feel like my only other option was to go private later on when I was ready to move on again is when I found um, a DSO and I realized and was able to learn the difference between DSO private and corporate and how they are all similar and all different in so many different ways. Um, my best way to explain it to the students is I feel like a DSO took all the best components of both of those and then gave you a DSO. <laughs> and I really love the perks and the, the way that the providers are treated in this DSO. The, the one that, um, that I work for anyway, right? I mean, I don't have experience at 100 DSOs. I only know Signature Dental Partners. And it has just been completely eye-opening to see how you could be paid like a dentist on commission or collections, right? Mm -hmm. And treated like a provider, respected, heard, you know? Um, I just sent an email to my boss like, hey, I really would like a, a cordless handpiece. And I mean, I'll purchase it myself because my wrist is hurting, um, uh, you know, but do you have a better price than what I could get? And they were like, oh, no need. If you need one, we'll buy you one. Aww. And I know for a fact, like when I was working for the corporate office, there is no way they would ever cared to buy me a cordless handpiece. Um, I mean, they put my 
my name on the door. It was like the most incredible moment to walk in and see my name on the door. I'm like, oh, like just shocked at like the level of respect that they have shown towards me is just like, well, now I can't go anywhere. No one else will treat me to this like tier, you know, like it's unmatchable. Like they, uh, they're stuck with me forever now because I really love the way <laughs> <laughs> that I'm treated there. I mean, your name is on the door, so yeah, <laughs> you can't leave that. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, they they support Hygiene Elevated. They love what Hygiene Elevated is about. They, um, and that's another, another level to the relationship I have with them. Yeah. Is how much they support Hygiene Elevated and how um, I'm able to flourish in both realms right now, you know, doing both with my time. So yeah, balancing. So what does that look like for you? Because you still do private practice and then you do all the other things that we do, but you do the student presentations, mm -hmm. podcasts, edit our podcasts, all the things. So how has that worked out for you and your schedule? Um, You know what? It's absolute insanity sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's a piece of cake and <laughs> there's <laughs> everywhere in between, to be honest, being like an entrepreneur and starting a business was a really hard, like learning curve for my husband and I, in the beginning, um, he was very accustomed to, we would go to work, we'd come home and get to spend time together and all of a sudden, I we were working and coming home, and I can't spend time with him because I have other projects to do. So it was really this learning curve of like balancing my time, making sure I was giving the family enough attention. Um, but then once things settled down, right now it's like the normal, like uh, the family knows that I'm busy or that I'm going to be working on a paper that I want to write or I'm going to be doing a podcast or I'm going to be booking a trip to go to a school or like they know that I'm going to be working all the time. It's just like a no brainer that I'm doing something. And, but getting to that point was definitely kind of challenging. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm still working on getting better at balancing, to be honest, Amanda. Uh, <laughs> well, I think balancing, if, I mean, you, you work, you do jujitsu jujitsu. Um, yep. so, you know, balance is something that you constantly have to, there's always back and forth. There's movement involved with balance and like physical balance. Mm -hmm. So life balance is the same thing. Like you, you've got, always got to be kind of moving one direction or the other to maintain that balance. So it's not a static activity. It's, it's a actionable and, activity. Yes. And, um, I'm glad that you mentioned jujitsu because, I really think it's very, very important to my success to have an outlet where it's like a hobby, something I enjoy, something that complete, like I walk into the gym and just turn everything off. Like I am not worried about the clinic. I am not worried about the schools. I'm not worried about the podcast. I completely checked out and trying to just like focus and be present in that class. And then, um, it's just very therapeutic somehow to go get beat up real quick. And then I can <laughs> go get some work done as soon as I'm done with that. You know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to show you um, my bruise. I did not start jujitsu or anything, but I started at a different gym and I hit my elbow so hard the other day and I gave myself quite a bruise. <gasps> Amanda, that is huge. It is huge. And it's, <laughs> let me tell you, setting your elbow down on something. I was like, how? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Massive bruise. So I can only imagine your bruises where you're actually fighting people. I just fought a piece of gym equipment. <laughs> I bruised a lot in the beginning, but less bruising as time goes on. I'm just more <laughs> acclimated now, I guess. <laughs> so... All right. So we've tackled your balance. 
um, and how you manage to balance and find time for yourself. Super important. And you're, you know, kind of sharing that message with your students. And you've talked a little bit about what you think the future of Hygiene Elevated is going to be. But what do you think? Um, what are your goals? What are things that you see coming down the pipes for Hygiene Elevated? Okay, so we're going to have a booth at Under One Roof in July out in Denver. I am thrilled for this opportunity. Yeah. We are going to get to meet a ton of cool hygienists that will mm -hmm. want to share their story with us. So I'm very pumped to meet new guests, potential guests, right? And, and it's not just about gaining a guest, like the, right. the friendship, the network. I'm, I'm just excited yeah. to, to grow our presence. Um, you know, when, when we were offered some time in the podcast lounge that they'll be having there, I was like, I can't believe they're going to give us that. Like it was such a cool opportunity. And I don't even think they know how grateful that I am for that. I'm just excited. There's going to be so many cool hygienists there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like totally like fan out over them, like fangirl club <laughs> over here. I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see it? That's so-and-so. You know, I get so excited to see some of these hygienists. You and do. And I will say, Joffrey, you are so good about identifying people in real life that you've seen online. And I am the absolute worst. I am you were like, oh, that's so-and-so, you know, that this is her Instagram handle. And I'm like, you know her? I'm like, no, but I've seen her on out in line. And I'm like, I'm the worst. I am the worst. I know like five people. And that's yeah. because we probably had them on the podcast. <laughs> so you do. You genuinely do fan out, which is good. I'm glad one of the two of us is yes, aware of other I people. I do. And it's like, it's because, you know, in this small community of hygienists that are mm -hmm. like doing things outside of the clinic. They're so inspiring. I yeah. just love watching what they're up to. Like what are the, you know, all the cool places they're speaking at all the like the I creative just, things they're doing. Like it is not just one thing. I think to me, that's the thing I've learned the most through doing this podcast is like, it's opened my eyes to the creativity of other hygienists and the opportunities that maybe they didn't think were there, but went for anyway. And the doors that opened like that has been the coolest thing is seeing all of it. I, I agree. But then there's also this component to it where even though they're like so cool, you know, they almost feel like out of my pay grade. Like, I don't even know if we can be friends because you're so cool. Right. <laughs> um, they are like all rooting for each other's success. Yes. And I love being part, even to be like close to that, like part of that group, like the, yeah. the group of hygienists that are just rooting for each other and supporting each other. Like, you know, they're supporting us if we get a really cool guest on and they're like, yeah, I'll carve out an hour for you guys. Yes. And they are just like highly well-respected in the hygiene community. Like, they're, they're on the podcast because they're supporting us. And it's just really cool to uh, just be a part of that, that networking, that community. And so I'm rambling now, but that's what I want, Amanda, is just for our hygiene community to grow. I want to meet a lot more hygienists while we're out in Denver. And um, I am thrilled about the apparel line too. I am so excited. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now, actually. That's our favorite and shirt. I got this one on. And so this will be at the convention and we have one other design that we haven't shown anyone yet. And You're I'm excited. just excited mm -hmm. um, to launch that. Like I never, I never saw myself designing t-shirts and I love it. I mean, if I'm going to design it, it'll be something I'll wear, obviously, because it's just a Sunday and here I am in the t-shirt we made. So <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see how well it does or to see just how it does in general. I mean, nothing's really easy the first time you try it. No. And 
So maybe it flops, you know, maybe I come home with a box of t-shirts. I don't know. But I, either way, I'm just excited to see what could happen, you know, and learn from it and try again later. <laughs> and um, not only are we taking that shirt to Denver, but we're going to be at the Wasatch Study Club as well with that t-shirt. Yes, just next month, February 23rd. Oh, less than a month, which is crazy. I'm so, so excited for that too. I'm excited for that one too, because we've never been, so that's here in Utah for those who don't know the term Wasatch. Uh, that's the mountain range that we're we're in. Um, and it is going to be down in like the Provo Orem area. So just south mm-hmm. of Salt Lake City. So neither you or I have been there. I don't want to say it's nope. like a super secret exclusive club but it sounds like it is kind of um i hadn't heard of it actually but i hear there's more attendees that go there than they are for the um udha that we did just a few months ago and just so, with hygienists or yeah, just total just hygienists um oh. so i think it's going to be a really fun turnout i'm i'm excited i love yeah. just doing something new and you know that's probably part of my journey is where I was kind of like reserved a little afraid to try something new but I've done it so many times now I'm all let's go whatever happens happens let's go let's have fun (laughs) let's (laughs) you can't hurt our feelings anymore it's fine yeah no (laughs) I'm And yeah, so I'm just excited. I'm, you know, I'm excited to see Hygiene Elevated grow this year. This year, we are already expected to outperform last year by miles. So I'm just ready for it. I'm excited to be part of the adventure. Thank you for bringing me along with it. Um, I never saw this happening in my life. (laughs) I never thought I would be a podcast co-host. Oh, you're essential. (laughs) You are. Okay. Well, Joffrey, as you well know, we end our podcast with two signature questions. So um, question number one, what piece of advice do you wish you could go back and give yourself as a new grad? Okay. So, um, Full disclosure, I didn't know you were going to ask me these questions that we ask everybody. I love that you did that. I feel (laughs) like, oh, she's so clever. Why would I not (laughs) ask you that? Sorry, I was lazy on my Google Docs. (laughs) No, 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 no. I love that you did ask me that because we we talked about this a long time ago. And so my answer might be different. So um, I feel like my answer would probably change too. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? One piece of advice I would go back and give myself it would just be like, Joffrey, people are going to tell you no. People are going to, you're going to pour your heart out in recommending um, periodontal therapy. You're going to recommend laser. You're going to recommend fluoride. And people will tell you no. And then the piece of advice I would follow that up with is don't take that personal don't be defensive about it. Um, reflect on it and think about what you could have done differently to have that person say yes. Because oftentimes, like in the beginning, I got trapped in this mindset that I had. And I'm sure many hygienists can relate to this where um, you're thinking, well, I offered them that service and they said no. It's on them now, right? Like I did my job. They said, no, they don't want it. And I I just would want for myself to go back in that moment and reflect on it and think, you know, what could I have done differently to get that patient to say yes to me mm-hmm. Um, rather than being defensive about it? I offered it to them and they didn't want it, you know, but why, why didn't they want it? What did I, what could I have done differently to get a yes from my patient? And not because I need yeses to fill me up with joy. It's because I want to help this person. And if they accept the treatment I'm offering, I know that they're accepting help and health in a better 
place for themselves, right? So that's what it would be. It would be like, don't be defensive about it and try to learn from all the no's. Yeah, no, that's, um, I, I think a lot of people can really relate to that, not even just in hygiene, but especially in hygiene, how to deal with those no's and how to work around getting more yeses and what controlling the things that you can control. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that was what piece of advice do you wish you could give yourself? What do you wish you would have learned in hygiene school that took you years to learn as a hygienist? You know, I I taught I touch on this in my presentations for the students, so I know exactly <laughs> how to answer this question for you. <laughs> and that is um, dentistry is cells, and that's not an ugly thing. It's not a bad word. It's just what it is. I tell the students, you know, in my presentation, how many of you plan on recommending your patients floss? And all their hands go up, right? I'm like, well, congratulations. Welcome to cells. Because if your patient is going (laughs) to comply with that, they're going to have to go buy floss. And now you've sold them the idea that they need floss, right? Mm -hmm. Or how many of you guys plan on scheduling your patients back for their three-month or four-month or their six-month appointment? And everyone's hands will go up again, right? And I'm like, well, congratulations. You just sold them an appointment slot. Like cells are all around us. Cells are everywhere. And I, I wish I had more wealth of knowledge about that. So I didn't feel like that shame of like, I'm selling someone and then it made me feel bad about myself. I just wish I had understood that dentistry was cells before graduation so that my career could have flourished faster, right? Because it took me a while to figure that out. And I, so that's part of the piece I want the students to learn from is, um, you know, I want you guys to have that knowledge that I wish that I, I wanted that so badly. Now looking back, I really wanted someone to tell me you're entering cells. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I think my program Again, I'm not bashing, but it was, it felt like it had way more of a public health focus and emphasis that even I think if somebody would have come in and like done your type of a presentation, I don't think they would have let you through the front door because it was like, no, 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 no. We don't talk about sales. You don't like money was never discussed. And I think that's something that like, that's reality. Everybody's affected by money. Everybody's going to make an economic decision treatment wise you need to get comfortable having conversations with people and being able to be a good provider and learn how to have those conversations with people. Right. And also if you you know, one is outcome I see with some of the hygienists that I have coached in the past is even after years of experience, they are still not comfortable with the idea of sales and we sit down and we talk about it several, several times before they're even comfortable with trying what I want them to connect with their patients on. And um, it's just so simple, you know, and I I often tell people, you know, if, if uh, I want you to think of this from a different perspective and if my husband, somebody I care about so much, needed periodontal therapy and you didn't recommend it to us because you thought we couldn't afford it, I am going to be really offended. One, that you didn't even tell us we had periodontal disease. Two, you didn't even tell us we could get treatment for it. Three, you judged me that I don't have finances to, to do it. So I just, you know, I'm a huge advocate for educate your patients and let them make their own choices. Yeah. It's not like I'm throwing treatment and service down anyone's throat. That's not what the sales component is. The sales component is just that there's a price tag attached to it and we have to overcome that. No, I, uh, I don't disagree. And I feel like that's a whole other podcast conversation that we could dive into big time. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Joffrey, it was delightful having you on the podcast today. <laughs> I know, it feels so strange being like <laughs> the guest on here. 
At least with all the practice, I'm not um, camera or microphone shy anymore. <laughs> this was a good time to interview me, Amanda. <laughs> like, I don't even know how many episodes we've done. We really should get a count on that, I guess. But I feel like we're we're at least like 15 or 20 in, aren't we? You know what? Yeah, probably 25. Oh, really? We have a couple we haven't released yet. And right. our February schedule is so booked up. We have a ton of awesome guests. Look at me. I'm a natural. Mm-hmm. Here I am plugging in our next guest that we have coming up. <laughs> um, let's see. Off the top of my head, I know we've got... Oh. I know we have Olivia Talks Hygiene because we yep. had to book out like two months. So I'm excited to see Olivia again. Oh, yeah. She's a doll. And then um, mm-hmm. Missy RDH, who is now an educator. I'm oh, very yeah. excited to get her on. Let's see. I know there's a Saturday coming up where we have two guests booked. Um, we have Shelly. Uh-huh. Our local hero, Shelly. Who just got the Denobi Award. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, see, this is what I'm talking right? about. We get to interact with some very cool hygienists and they're all doing different cool things. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of fun, exciting topics coming our way. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Well, Joffrey, I'll let you get back to your Sunday, um, and enjoy the rest of your time. Okay. And Amanda, thank you for having me. I really hope that (laughs) you and your husband can make it over next Sunday for brunch with us. I will talk to him. to have you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you later.